Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. I'm Derek. I'm Corinne. And yeah, thank you for listening to our podcast. I think that was our best intro ever. So good. Not really <laughs> at all. I feel like now it's not great at it's all. It's too staged. It's too uh, rigid, yeah. But if we were going for rigid, that would be our best one. Sure. Okay. If, if what we're going for is a wooden, <laughs> uh, inhuman podcast, we could have just had uh, Alexa say it. Well, you know. Eventually she will. Yeah, of course. All these jobs taken by robots. Yes. All right. Okay. Perfect. End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is the Heating Up Podcast. Like we said, a podcast about climate change. Uh, you can find us on... We're going to do our information at the top because we us. keep forgetting to do that. This is us doing that at yeah. the top. So you can find us anywhere you get podcasts, uh, as you can tell, because you're already listening to us. So good job. Good job. Kudos to you. If you wanted to talk to us, you could do so on our Facebook page, slash Heating Up Podcast, or on Twitter, at Heating Up Pod, or email us at heatinguppodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah, this is our 15th episode, Corinne. Wow. Yeah, big time. We're old pros now. Yeah, old hat <laughs> at this. Well, I was reading something like 50% of podcasts never make it past episode 8. Well, hey. And then another 50% of those that do never make it past 25. So like 25. Well, we still are, have another hurdle. Yeah. Still got to get that far. But hey, we're. Past the first hurdle. Yeah. All right. We zoomed past it. Zoom just yeah, didn't it's even, in the rear view mirror. Didn't even know. All right. Uh, what else is new? Um, Game of Thrones started. Game of Thrones did start. There's another new episode tonight. Can't another wait. Tonight. Although I have to say, a little side note, uh, spoilers, of course. Not really, but. Uh. If there's time to spend two, three minutes watching people fly dragons, when there's, what, seven episodes left of this series? Five episodes series? left. Okay, that's too much time of just watching people. What are you, what are you, What's going to happen in this season? That's how much time we've got. Yeah, it was a very whole new world sea sort of like... Yeah, very Aladdin. Which I, I love like... Aladdin, but come on, they did it first 25 years ago. I also didn't like how like it as a big deal for seasons about like who can ride a dragon. Only Targaryens can ride a dragon, and then Jon Snow just like hops on it and doesn't. It's not a big deal to anybody. Like nobody realized. Wait a minute, this should be a sign that Jon Snow is a Targaryen. Well, the only person who saw that was what's her face, Daenerys. But she should know, right. right? Like when she climbed on the dragon the first time years ago, it was like a big deal. And like for seasons, there was all like no one can even get close to these dragons because they don't like the non blood of the dragon people or whatever. Like when Tyrion. Had to go down there and like chain them up right like that was the whole like oh, Tyrion targaryen theory oh and then uh yeah so i feel like it was just completely anticlimactic whatever we're not this is not a game whatever. of Thrones podcast whatever. all right back to real world anyway um what, what else oh we just on the heels of the mueller report mueller uh, report came out and everyone's favorite quote oh my god this is terrible i'm so fucked this is the end of my presidency Listen, D, I wish that were the case. Yeah, if only. <laughs> Truly, that would be great. I'm glad you believed it for a second. It does give me some joy that you had some stress about it for a second. But... Um, doesn't seem that way now. It doesn't seem like he's going to stop being our president, even in the next six years. Yeah, six years or so. <laughs> um, oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, we've got... New, well, most of the tragedy news is non-weather related this week. I mean, there's still continued flooding and severe storms, but we had... Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And Meh. then... Well, and then today there's the attacks in Sri Lanka. I didn't hear about you that haven't yet. Seen, oh, like seven churches were bombed. Like, there's been... There's a ton of people dead and missing. Like, it's a huge tragedy going on right now. Um, I was just reading about it a bit before we started doing this, so it feels kind of odd talking about Game of Thrones when, you know, this is ongoing right now, but... Not much we can do except for, you know, hope that things get better there, I guess. 
Just a um, bunch of churches were bombed? Yeah, By who? I don't, ISIS they don't, or Nobody shit? claimed it yet, but I'm sure we'll find out a lot more in the next couple of days. So, wow. But yeah, that's going on. It's Easter. It's Easter, yeah, which means we got to go hang out with the family. It's good times. Half of our <laughs> listeners will be in one place. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Easter. Um, I did see a report. I'm trying to find it here. You can hear the papers rustling. Very realistic. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it. I did see a report about uh, Paradise, the fire that destroyed mm-hmm. the town. Well, now they're finding a cancer-causing agent in the water at Paradise. Well, is anyone living there at this point? I think, well, they're trying to rebuild or whatever, and this is just going to make it Why are they going to rebuild there? We will rebuild. That's what we do. We don't let things like fires or earthquakes or... Tell us that this is a non-livable area? Yeah, nope. Nope. Going right back. I suppose if they've burned down everything, there's nothing left to burn. But then if you rebuild it, then that can burn, right? I mean, anything can burn. Okay, well... Yeah, all right. Anyways... This isn't even a news episode, so I don't even know why we're doing this. Why are we getting into this? I don't need to do this. Today is a preparedness episode. Preparedness. Yeah. Preparing for... Communication before and after a disaster. Right. And during, I guess. All the time. All... Yeah. How do we 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 communicate? We don't know. we need to learn. Because we have a podcast and we're terrible at it. Terrible at it. Of course. All right. So, yeah. Any other uh, nonsense before we get started? Other nonsense... Mm, I feel like I had something good, but maybe not. Nope, nothing. Nope, I got allergies, right. which make the roof of my mouth and my throat itch constantly. Yeah, allergies have been bad this week. I was out uh, dealing with my bees this week. Oh, right. And I got tagged twice on the same finger. They started to get antsy. And so it was antsy, on my... the bees? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <Hey-o. laughs> uh, but no, I, so I took my ring off because it was my ring finger and I was like, I don't want it to swell up and then get oh, stuck on Oh yeah, there. that would be rough. But it wasn't swelling up and it didn't swell up all day. And I was like, oh, that's fine. So I put the ring fin- ring back on like midway through the day. And then in the evening, I couldn't get it off. Oh it, God. I realized it was my allergy medicine because it's an anti-inflammatory. Oh, right. Yeah, so you had taken you allergy pill. Nope. I just squeezed just... the ring off and suffered. Just broke it with a hammer. Yep, exactly. No more ring. Uh, but that was the only new thing with me. So let's get right into communication, communication. in a disaster. We need some music to like separate the sections. We're 15 um, episodes in now. We need to do some sort of like segues. Who wants to give us some free music? You can get it on the internet. But, yeah, I yeah. know. Anywho, all right. Couldn't find it. Okay. I tried. But anyway, something new for this one. Okay. Anyway, all right. Communications in a disaster. Step one is something we've talked about a couple of times already. You should already have step one done. And that is fill out your emergency family communication plan, you coward. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, just a uh, you know, just a <laughs> Listen, feeling that maybe, I have that maybe... Maybe the listener feels like they're you're talking directly to them. Uh, at this moment, I'm talking directly no, to Corinne. He's not really, And though. saying... You need to fill out that plan. We've talked about it a few times. It has all sorts of great information. It is absolutely free. If you didn't hear any of the previous conversations, if you're new and you're like, why are you mad at me? I haven't even heard anything yet. Go to ready.gov backslash make a plan and print out the free downloadable family communication plan. Have your brother print it for you. Yep. Print it out. Fill it out and then talk about it with your family. Make sure everybody's on the same page. You'll have some emergency numbers in there. Uh, things you Not wouldn't just expect. Some, everything you can make copies of it. Keep it with all of your stuff. So make sure everybody with the plan has a copy. So you have a copy. Your wife has a copy. Your kids have a copy. Put one in your medical kit. Put one in your go bag. Put copies in your car. That way you have numbers everywhere. So you never lose it and you're never without it. 
and then you always know the plan. That's step one. That should be done already. If you're listening, if you're following along at home, you should already be done with that. Right. But if for some reason, <laughs> maybe... You haven't finished this step yet. Now would be a good time to do that. Perfect time to do that. But not to criticize anyone in their own individual prepping journeys. Sure. If for some reason you don't <laughs> want to go get the government government's uh, printable one... When you do make your plan, one of the cool things that I liked on the this thing that I didn't think about beforehand was having an out-of-town contact. So have a person on your communications plan who doesn't live in your general area. So if a localized sort of weather disaster were to happen, they wouldn't be affected by it. And that would be the point person so that everyone that is affected by it can call them and, you know, check in. That way one person kind of has all the information. So And make sure they're, like, outside of your general area. Not just down the street. It's pretty clever. So, yeah, pretty clever point. But that's in the plan at ready.gov. Right. So once you've done that, the next thing you want to do is subscribe to local text alerts. So you want to get on uh, some apps. Your local and state governments generally have ways to send you alerts, either through text or through an app of their own. And that way you know what's going on locally. So if there's a severe weather warning for your county, the county will send you a thing saying, hey, be careful, or whatever's going on. Um, parents, most school districts also have a way to get text alerts for when there's an issue at the schools. So that's always something to look into. And then the apps as well. So the FEMA app does this. So if you download the FEMA app, they'll do it. Or the Center for Disease Control app. Or the National Oceanic uh, Atmospheric Association, the NOAA. They all have apps that will give you warnings and you can regionalize them. You can say, give me only warnings when they happen here. But that way when it goes off in the middle of the night, it'll wake you up. Right. And you know, it's a tornado. Get out of here. Or whatever. So get those ready. Get them done now before the disaster strikes. Hey, I do have the FEMA app. Stop looking at me like you, that. You did download the FEMA app. Yes. All right. And then step three is getting ready for a lack of power. So the biggest hurdle for communications is that in most emergencies or most disasters, you're going to lose power or you're not going to have reliable access to electricity. And it's hard to communicate without electricity. So be prepared for that. Keep spare batteries around, right? Uh, keep your car chargers and non-car charger ways to keep your electronics up. So Portable batteries. Um, hand crank, too, right? Yeah. So there are, I mean, the portable batteries you've all already, I mean, most people are familiar with those sort of things. And take them on airplanes or whatever. They're always good. Just make sure you have them, that they're charged. And if you wanted to go an extra step, they do have some that are designed more for camping or for survival situations or whatever. But yeah, they've got a hand crank or a solar panel on them or both. A hand crank is always good because no matter what the weather is, no matter what's going on outside, you can always charge it with a hand crank. Right. So if you don't have a cell phone... Uh, make sure, or even if you do, keep a prepaid phone card around. So those would be great in an emergency. That way you have it and you can just go out and get, you know, what did you need? Just have the phone card sitting there with your emergency stuff. If you have a traditional landline at your house, a good thing to have is a, cord a corded phone, an old school with a cord phone. And this is for a traditional landline, not broadband or what's called VOIP. So you got to check your phone service. But if you have the old school phone service, a corded phone will still work when the power's out. Yeah, like I remember there was a power outage when I was a kid and I was supposed to have a sleepover. And was, I had to call to find out if we were still having a sleepover, there was a power outage. And you could still use the phone. I remember thinking like, wait, I thought the electricity was out. And they're like, phone still works. It didn't make any sense to me then. still doesn't really now, but it works. Yeah, so if you have an old school, even if you don't have it plugged in all the time, just like have it. 
so that you can plug it in when the power goes out. Personally, I suggest getting a red one so it's like your emergency phone. The bat cave or yeah, something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, emergency phone. Yeah, good. Yeah. Could, yeah. Get it? I got it. <laughs> All right, next, uh, get an emergency radio. So these are little uh, radios that you can get. This is not like your bedside radio. An emergency radio generally doesn't plug into the wall or can plug in, but works really well when you don't plug it into a wall. They tend to have multiple ways to charge it. So a normal plug into electronics or batteries or a solar panel or the hand crank or all five or whatever. Many of the modern ones charge your electronics as well. So not only does it hold the charge, but you can use it like a battery pack or a solar panel to charge your phones or your laptops. Two things you want to look for when you're getting an emergency radio. You want to make sure it gets AM, FM, and the NOAA weather channels. So it'll say on the packaging that it gets, you know, the weather emergency channels or the NOAA channels. You'll see like a sticker for those things on it. Make sure it gets those. And those are six or seven channels that give nothing but weather alerts when there's a severe warning out. So you definitely want to be able to get those in the event of an emergency. Are these like super hard to find? Like did you go to a special like... They're not hard to find at all. You can find them, like, again, you go to Amazon. Walmart, stuff like Red that. Red Cross. Walmart probably sells them. Like, I would guarantee you, you can find something like this at an REI or an outdoor store. Right. Um, but Walmart probably has something like this. They're Red not Cross that unusual. Them. They're not that unusual and they're not that expensive. You can find a decent one for 20 to 50 bucks, depending on okay. the bells and whistles you want on it. The other thing you do want to make sure is that it says that it's water resistant somewhere. You're probably not going to find a waterproof one because it is electronics, but you don't want something that if you drop in a small puddle, it's done for. So you want to get water resistant if at all possible. And then another thing that you might want to get or think about is having some way to make a physical note or communication with people. Something that works really well is obviously permanent markers or chalk, like sidewalk chalk. That's not permanent. Sidewalk chalk isn't permanent, but it's a great way to like, you can just mark on your door or something or leave a note for someone with sidewalk chalk. Went to. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, spray paint works as well, but it's a lot more permanent than sidewalk chalk. So something like that, just keeping that around so that if you do have to deviate from your communication plan, you can leave a note for someone. Mm. Didn't think about that. Yeah. So that's kind of what to do before a disaster. The other thing is if you know a disaster is coming to your area, you know, keep your phone and stuff fully charged. Fully charged. Yeah. Like the, the old advice of always keeping your, your car fuel tank halfway full that's a good you know, bit of advice for life, but also make sure your phones are always halfway full. Make sure your laptops are full so that you don't have to go immediately to your battery backup. And then conserve that power. During an emergency or right before an emergency, maybe stay off the Angry Birds. <laughs> stay, you know, your YouTube Those video zombies will, will save themselves. Yeah. You're going to have to wait to watch that, uh, you know, that next episode of Game of Thrones until after you're out of the flood zone. They're going to spend 10 minutes flying dragons anyway, so just yeah, skip it. Get out of it. All right. That's before disaster. So now that you've got all that ready, what happens during a disaster or in the immediate aftermath? The first thing is call 911 for life-threatening emergencies. Only. Yes. Add the only. That's the other, <laughs> you're going to get to that part. That's the second one. You cannot text 911. This is something for millennials, I think. Uh, but just so you know, 911 has not yet receiving text. I don't know when that's going to happen. I, it seems like you should be able to. Like, especially with like some sort of kidnapping situation, it would be a lot easier to text 911 than call them. You would think. You feel like that should be coming. But nope, at this moment, you still can't text 911. Oh my God, I feel like we're in the time before 911, which actually only came around in like the 60s or some bullshit Hasn't been like around that. very long, no. That was crazy. But again, like Corinne said, only for life-threatening emergencies. During a disaster, 
communications will go down and those that are still up can get overwhelmed by too many people using them. So try and not communicate using the phone lines unless you have to. So don't be the jerk blocking it up over some bullshit. Yeah. If you have a non-emergency, most areas have like a 311 or a non-emergency number to call. Use that or, you know, be prepared and deal with it yourself. That's kind of what we're talking about. (laughs) Either way, phone services get overwhelmed, so try not to clog up the system. That is not the time to catch up with old friends. For non-emergency communications, instead of calling people, use text, social media, or email, because all those database services experience less congestion than your phone lines. It's crazy. Yeah, so even if the phone lines are clogged and you can't make a call, you can generally still get a text through or an email through. Or get onto Facebook. Yeah, well, Facebook now has that uh, check-in thing. Yeah, I'm safe. Yeah, so I'm sure other social media does as well. Twitter gets used a lot in emergencies because it's so updated and so, like, at the moment. So if you're on Twitter, that's a great way to, you know, let people know. Uh, The other one is Red Cross has a program that's kind of like the Facebook check-in on their website. It's called the Safe and Well program where you can check in and say that you're safe and well. And you can also search for other people. So if you can't get a hold of someone that you think might be in a disaster, you can go to the Red Cross's website and look for them to have checked in. That yeah. way you don't have to keep calling into a disaster or waiting for them to call out. So Red Cross Safe and Well program is good to look for. Is that like on their app or is that a whole separate thing? I don't know. I haven't got the Red Cross app yet. Uh, I have the other ones, but it is on their website. Okay. So. Yeah, stay off phones for non-essentials. We've already talked about this. Don't play games or videos during emergencies because you just don't want to clog up even the data. And then, of course, conserve your batteries. We talked about that already. If you do need to charge your phone, one note that's like on every little, you know, safety tips thing. If you do need to charge your phone and your only way to charge it is your car charger, make sure your car is in a ventilated area, guys. Don't be that guy who gets carbon dioxide poisoning because you turned your car on. Listen, it happens to a lot of people who are intelligent, but it just just happens. You forget about what's actually happening with your vehicle. Sure, and if it's crazy outside and you don't want to open your garage door because you're worried about, I don't know, zombie hordes coming into your house. Right, that's not what this podcast is about, but okay, sure. Sure. You you might just want to sit in your your garage and turn your car on. Feel safe for a minute or something. Don't do that. Don't do it. Uh, Resist the urge. Find another way. Get your little hand crank out. Yeah. That's what that's for. All right, and then turn on that emergency radio. You bought it, you spent $30 on it, actually use it during an emergency. Turn it on, listen to it, keep it on, and then, yeah, pay attention to the... Because there's often updates throughout the course of a disaster, so at some point they might say, oh, people don't have to evacuate from this area, and then that changes, the weather changes. Or they suddenly do have to evacuate. Exactly, or it's safe to go back, or any number of things, so stay up on your updates. And they'll text you on your app as well if you've signed up for those things beforehand, but... Yeah, get on the radio, pay attention. That's basically the basics, but there are some next level stuff we should talk about a little bit. So that stuff, using your plan, all those little hints that we gave you, that's general basic communication during a disaster. But some people want a little more. And the next best thing to communicate, if you, again, not taking up the phone lines, would be walkie-talkies. Walkie-talkies. So now, there's like two levels to walkie-talkies. There's the kid, kitty version that barely gets to the living room. Which are great. Which Let's are not great for talk fun, down to them. But not so useful in the event that you actually have like an emergency. I would not rely on your Mickey and Minnie Mouse walkie-talkie. <sighs> Real cute, though. But they do have like a next-level walkie-talkie that's supposed to go 30, 40 miles or something like that. I've never seen it go that far. I've seen them go a couple of miles, though. So it would be a really good tool to have if you've got 
an elderly neighbor or your grandfather lives in the t- in town that's close to you, but you just want to check in real quick with them. And if the phones are down or sketch, you can just beep, beep. Hey, how's it going over there? Over. I feel like I really want us to all get walkie-talkies all <laughs> immediately. Like, we tried this out one family vacation. We got, like, some, so some medium-grade ones. And until someone forgot that they left it on and drained the whole battery and the other person couldn't get through to them anymore because they were just left on. Yeah. Uh, it worked great. It was like, uh, niner, niner, we're, uh, we're exit 37. Uh, there's a Togo's up here. We're going to take this opportunity immediately. You know, like, it was great. And I know it sounds silly like you have a cell phone right there, but it's actually like pretty good tool to have. Yeah, it was a good tool to have. And they kind of do better with line of sight. They went about what? Like 10 miles, I think was about the range we got that, out of ours. That would, we probably wouldn't have made it 10 miles, more yeah, like five. five or seven miles or so. But still, so nearby, if you've got people living locally that you want to check in on or to communicate with, those are a good tool to have. And they're super cheap. You can get them 10, 20 And bucks. super fun. Let's everyone forget yeah, that you can't fun. say stuff like niner, niner. You know? Speaking of super fun, the next level up from that is something most people are aware of, at least, and that's a CB radio. Right, yes. So CB radios, you immediately think of truckers and things like that. Again, there's a lot of lingo on the CB radio. And they're cool, obviously. (laughs) Everybody knows (laughs) they're cool. Like, their benefit is that they're cool. They have a little bit bigger range, not much bigger than these, you know, walkie-talkies. The other thing is that you're going to find a lot of people using them. It, they're easy to access. The, everyone uses a CB, or lo, not everybody, obviously, but lots of people use CBs. So there's going to be a network of people that you can reach out to. So if you need help getting on a CB, you not, might not be a bad way to do it. Um, you can learn all the cool lingo, and then you can be awesome. Yeah. CBs are available. The other thing people don't... Pre- some people in like the prepper communities are super worried about people intercepting your communications. And, well, we're not like, going to be giving out some yeah. sort of, this is where my really cool bunker is with thousands of pounds of food. And it's going to yeah. be more like, yo, Derek, I'm good. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously be aware that anyone can be listening to a, what you say on a walkie talkie or a CB or whatever. They're not secure. Just treat it like the internet, you know? Yeah, exactly. Even, you know, more like, yeah, like a chat room. Yeah. just And then... The next level up from CB, and this is really like a classic emergency preparedness thing. Like you're you're not really a prepper unless you've thought about a ham radio. Ham radio. Yeah, ham radio. But it's got a lot of downsides, and this is why we're not really going to talk about why you should have one. Because for your basic emergency prep, this is probably too much. Uh, ham radios are more expensive. They require a special license to broadcast oh, on them. Oh, jeez. Um, but you can listen without the license, but you can't broadcast. They're a very, you know, kind of subgroup of people that love ham radio and get really into it. They go ham over it. Yeah, they yeah. go hog wild. <laughs> oh, no. We just lost 20 <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All of our ham radio. Jesus, another day, another group. Well, of, you yeah. know. This is, why we, this is why we can't have well, nice things. Yeah. This is why a Casper mattress is never coming for us, Corinne. Come on, HelloFresh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, uh, the thing about CB radio, or about ham radios, is that the huge subculture is full of people who are really interested in emergency preparedness, right? Because the whole point of the ham radio for a lot of people is to communicate when normal communications aren't working. So the skill level of the people that you could be reaching out to there is a lot higher. And it's one of those, like... Once you get into it, you're going to meet a bunch of other people and they're all interested in the same sort of things and it really like levels up your skill and builds a network. So there's reasons to think about a ham radio, but if you're just worried about, listen, I just don't want to die in a fire, ham radio maybe not your, not worth it. But uh, yeah, it could be if you want to go further into communications or a disaster. If you, really, if you get on the CB and you really like it, next step up, that ham radio. Yeah, give the CB a try first. Yeah. So, yeah, those are a little bit extras. But, again, just for your basics, you don't really need to worry about one of those things. Maybe a walkie-talkie if that's cool. 
Um, it is cool. We all know it's cool. It's definitely cool. <laughs> all right. And that is really communication in a disaster. Pretty good. Yeah. Not so, so hard. Not so hard. Um, little bit of specialized equipment, the uh, emergency radio, maybe a long-range walkie-talkie. And that's maybe stuff that you invest in later once you've, you know, obviously yeah, gotten food and water. And this exactly. is a next level. We try and do it in order, right? We did yeah. water, then we did food, and then we did first aid. Well, and some people who are listening might not have the financial means to do all of it all at once. No, know? and nobody's, yeah, you, that, that's the one of the biggest, like, obstacles to starting is people feel the need to get to jump in and get everything all at once like all of a sudden they're like i'm not prepared at all i need to get everything otherwise food I'm and water is your main thing yeah get your food and water locked in first radio is cool obvi, but you don't need to have it no you've got your phone download an app it's 30 seconds and it's free you right. know and then you're halfway and there you, you got some extra money get yourself a cb or some cool walkie-talkies free do communication it. plan and you're 90 percent of the way there there we go that'd be good for those of you who did that yeah all right. Well, that has been this episode. Again, if you have any more comments or questions or suggestions or you want to show us your cool CB radio or if you're a ham radio person and you want to yell at us because we knocked it, Yeah, let that. us know how wrong we are. Yeah, we have not gotten a single angry email yet. We're going to have to assume we're right all the time. Yeah, we even got I another good do. review. We did. Yeah, somebody said, like, yeah, I didn't think I'd like a podcast about this stuff, but it's interesting. Which and friend of ours was that? I don't know. Tell. <laughs> we They're appreciate hiding it. Yeah. Hiding your name. Well, we'll call you out otherwise. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with... Uh, actually, next week is going to be a special episode because today is Easter and we're not going to have time. Like, we're pushed for time today to record. So we're not going to have time to do normal news and nonsense. We're going to do something a little bit different next week. Very so, exciting. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's a very special episode. It's a very special episode <laughs> of Heating Up. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. See you All next right. week.